get sales lessons from experts and entrepreneurs. Go out there and be the spokesperson and the representative for the brand. On how you can bring your A game in selling. Making sales requires putting yourself out there and being vulnerable. To start and scale your business. We need to negotiate for what we deserve. This is Ace the Sales podcast and here's your host Roshni Burronia. Hey there, so happy to have you joining me for today's episode where I have with me Archana Datta. Archana is the founder of Second Act which provides experiential learning workshops for corporates. We've been connected over LinkedIn for a while now and I have been following her journey from corporate to being an entrepreneur, coach, trainer, podcaster and so much more. And one fine day I see yet another post from her where she was talking about her new initiative called Pedalon. Now, I was totally taken by delight that uh, she is doing so many projects in her business and it is so hard as a solopreneur to have the equal amount of time and energy to do all of those things so i'm really getting into this conversation with her to understand what drives her in her business how does she manage to do all the things that she wants to do with so much passion and purpose behind it okay so let's have this conversation today with her but uh, before i get into that remember to follow ace the sales podcast on your listening app because when you do that it helps us taste this podcast and these valuable conversations to many more entrepreneurs just like yourself so just click on that follow or heart button or whatever it is on your spotify apple gana stitcher or whatever app that you are using to listen to this podcast and just follow it thank you so much for doing that and now join me in welcoming archana datta Hi Arshna, I'm so happy to have you on Ace the Sales podcast. I know there are so many things you do as an entrepreneur. It would be best if you can tell us a little bit about all of them. Oh, so great and um Roshni, thank you for inviting me. I'm feeling very honored to be on the other side of the podcast table. You know, like you know that I'm also hosting the podcast shows myself. So it's um, quite nice that somebody wants to know my story and uh, thank you for inviting me in this space. Of course I don't know where to start, how to start because so much has happened uh, ever since second act was born. But I just want to start with one thing that um, when whenever we feel that a setback has come in our life or a failure is something that we are facing and we feel our life is over and there is no end to the tunnel, I can only tell you that believe in the spark which will come or the light which is still there you know which is waiting for us when the tunnel opens so i think that is the beginning of my story of second act and i will unfold it as we speak along because otherwise I, your first question will take me and you know like days to complete that's all i can say <laughs> <laughs> yes i'm sure because uh, you do so much i mean so many ventures and that's what actually drove us uh, to have this conversation because i was so intrigued to know that uh, you do not one but two three multiple projects of course we'll get to know more about each of them as we move along in the conversation but before we jump into that there is some fun thing 
that we do on Ace the Sales, which is behind the scenes, BTS on ATS, behind the scenes with our guests, which, yeah, just fun little things. So tell us one silly habit that you have, which drives people around you crazy. I have this habit of like saying, uh, 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 quite a few times, you know, and uh, uh, like now. <laughs> so sometimes you say, okay, now can you complete the sentence? And I think that is a um, stupid habit that I have, but I'm working on it. <laughs> yes, I'm sure as a podcaster, you already are getting trained into reducing the urs and ums. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> so, um, Arjuna, describe yourself in three words. So in three words, never say never. So I'm like a person who's daring to go. Uh, I would always take chances now and I will never refuse an opportunity which is knocking at my door. So never say never. You never know what's going to happen. And uh, lastly, as a business owner, what does a typical work day look like for you? The way the work day has changed ever since I started uh, Second Act to how I'm transitioning to being able to handle it much better. I think when I started, I started always with a palpitation in my heart to say, I don't know, uh, you know, where should I start? Where should I begin? To now saying, this is what I will not do. And this is what I will focus on. And I think that really makes my day very clear. Awesome. So have been that clarity right at the start. Awesome. So when you thought about uh, moving from corporate after 25 years of being there, what were the initial thoughts? Were you absolutely clear about what you wanted to do once you come out of it? Or was there apprehension about, oh, I don't know what I will do, but let's explore whatever comes next. So what was it like for you? To be honest, I, I'm one of those people who did not really plan it this way. Let's put it this way. I did not leave my job thinking, what is my next step? All I knew when I was quitting was that I came out of a silence program of 10 days and I knew that one phase of my life is getting over and I am meant to do something different. And it's about time that I put that thought in clarity because while you're in a corporate job and you're handling family and your children are still growing up, uh, you do not really focus so much on, you know, the second act of your life. Let me put it this way. So I never did that. Uh, it was only once I quit. That's when, you know, pandemic hit. And it really hit me hard uh, when there were people who were being laid off from their jobs. I was the brave one to have decided to quit my very well-paying job. And here I was standing still in the middle of nothing, you know, and then self-doubt creeped in. I said, why did I do what I did? Uh, why did I even think of leaving? I was in a good place. What am I capable of? In fact, after leading positions in the corporate world, imagine a person like me who was standing in the middle of everything, questioning myself. Now, if I want to start something, what am I good enough for? Then I thought if somebody like me who's so privileged, who has money, who has good life, who has had a very, very smooth stint in the corporate world, if I stand now today when I have to do something and I have so much of you know, like self-doubt on my self-worth. What do women go through who do not even have something remote as close to what I have had in my life? And that designed, you know, my first program in Second Act called I Celebrate Myself. 
in which I talk about women's self-worth, our self-recognition, a pat on the back of the so many various things that we do, uh, we play in our life. And we do it so seamlessly without any expectation and yet feel so not good enough. And so I started to work uh, with corporate women in that self of like giving ourselves a little bit care, a little bit love, a little bit attention, a little bit recognition, a little bit self-worth and a lot of pat on our back. So I celebrated myself was born out of that. So that was the first thing that I did actually. That's so beautiful uh, to create a program which actually is, uh, this is the kind of thing which people actually don't even are aware of that how much of uh, injustice they are doing to themselves by not even recognizing their own uh, wins, their success and uh, even small acts of uh, celebration that they have uh, in the daily life. We forget doing that, we forget celebrating that. So I love the name that you've given to your workshop. So from there, from doing the first workshop for the corporate, how did it progress further? How did it move along in the next few months? Yeah, so then when this was a big success and, uh, you know, though when things were getting closed down in COVID, I was very fortunate I could do this retreat program, you know, with women where we went out and we spoke about all the good things that we actually bring in and um, the recognition, etc., that we should give to ourselves. I was like, okay, what is the next thing that I need to focus on? And luckily for me, a lot of my ex-male colleagues, my male friends said, why are you ignoring a big part, uh, which is working on men? So I said, well, if I bring in a topic like I celebrate myself for men, um, that's all they do. They keep celebrating themselves, isn't it? So I said, <laughs> this will not resonate. I mean, they will come back with stories which will like, like, you know. So I said, okay. Then I did a little survey with 100 men that I knew. And um, through the survey, it came out that they all want to be leaders, right? I mean, they all, uh, they are born leaders, by the way. So something on leadership is something that I wanted to build in. But at the same time, what also came out was that from the survey, it was very clear that, you know, they are leaders sometimes without compassion, without empathy, without. So they are not doing it purposely. It's just the stereotypical way of being brought up so that, you know, they are just told to lead. But what goes behind, you know, handling teams and like even being a very kind person from inside. What does it really take? So the second program definitely then with a lot of survey and uh, study came out to be lead from your core, which was on empathetic leadership. Again, a beautifully designed program with another co-facilitator. I love to collaborate with right kind of people so that, you know, the synergies are met and something beautiful comes out. We brought in leaders from different varied industries to speak about empathy. We well, we, in fact, you know, spent again three days. It was a retreat again with 13 men and us. It was quite nice. Uh, they hadn't experienced something like this. I gave them uh, just relaxation time in between every two hours to just say, just, you know, relax. And I could, when I came back to, you know, the, where the session was happening, I could just hear snores. It seemed like they were so mentally exhausted. They were so burdened with, you know, they are so self-imposing on, you know, responsibilities uh, that they must carry. So men need also so much love and care for their own selves. I just feel that, you know, the, the conditioning is that they, 
it is not allowed to them. So I think this program really unfolded so many varied kinds of things that came out, you know, so it was so beautiful. That's so beautiful, actually. Yeah. And it no, it's not just about uh, you listening to one person or few uh, people about, hey, why don't you do a, a program for men? It is a very... Um, very thoughtful and logical approach of doing a survey and then understanding that yes empathetic leadership is what they need they don't have that time to take a pause to reflect upon and even take breaks in between and that's what helped you to create and design the program so i loved the approach that you took before you even started working on it you also mentioned that you believe a lot in collaborations and uh, you facilitated this uh, co-facilitated this program with someone and also knew that know that you do coffee bean retreats also for women and uh, across various cities so tell us a little bit about that and more than that, of course, your tips and mantras of how collaborations work in business, because that is one aspect with a lot of business owners are not tapping into. So share a little bit insight into that as to how collaborations can work for training programs and businesses in general. Hey there, hope you've been loving the episode so far. Just wanted to take a moment to invite you to Ace the Sales Club, which is a tribe of women small business owners who dream, dare and do amazing stuff. If that's you, which I'm sure you are, just sign up for it from the link given in show notes as every month we share with you tools and resources that can save you time, save you money or help you make more money as a solopreneur. So sign up for the club from the link given in show notes. And now back to the episode. Roshni, you know, you'll be surprised when I came into this line. Uh, the first shocking thing was that people didn't want to share. You know, we call ourselves coaches, facilitators, trainers, teachers. And what is that one thing that we actually are going to do, you know, with this kind of a profile is to to give whatever we know to enhance somebody else, right? And at the same time, we were so close to sharing and coming together and making it a powerhouse. We just wanted to just keep things to ourselves, became very insecure if somebody asked anything. And I really saw very different shades of facilitation in the first few months of, you know, when I came in. And it was where it was kind of a setback. And that's when I decided that. I'm sure that there are also people like me who are hungry to give, who are hungry to make it a better place. And I'm sure if my energies are right, my intention is right, and you know my programs are speaking to them, good people will come and align with me. And that's when you know I felt that um, I could collaborate with great people, great minds who really want to make an impact. And in various of my programs, I always feel also to give a different flavor, okay? You need the power of collaboration to give a very holistic kind of value that a person is coming, spending time with me for three days. You know, different kinds of things should be given out because there is no one size fit all for everybody. Uh, somebody might just get impacted by one person who is speaking from the leadership level. The other person might just align to a music therapy session, which we have put together. The third person could be, uh, you know, doing some kind of fun activities, which another facilitator brings as an energy. 
and i just felt one person can't do it all i'm not a like a master you know who knows everything it's not true i'm i'm a great implementer i am a great person on ground i am a great people connector but i also don't have everything with me so why not use the power of coming together with different people and that's when sarika met me uh, as well she was my first podcast host in fact and um, you know just like you and me are talking i spoke to her and i don't know what energy i must have thrown at her or what energy she received and also threw back at me that you know one fine day she picked up the phone she says i love the work that you do in the corporate world i want to do the same work in the b2c space for women why don't we do women retreats and you know but we why don't we call it um, under the umbrella coffee beans because this is literally our soul work while she continues to do what she does in her work and i continue to do with uh, you know my second act this is literally a power of collaboration of two beautiful souls coming together to create a safe space for women to just be themselves and i thought oh my goodness i don't know i must have done something right that you know i got such a beautiful collaborator with me and so i think you do, if you're ready to be authentic and your intentions are real somebody will align with you and you should be able to spread your wings like this wow so beautiful so it's more about intention and alignment with your collaborators because uh, yeah i we talk a lot about strategies in of the business but it is many a times more about energetics and uh, how you feel about working with the other person so that is also a very uh, important aspect to consider talking about the podcast your podcast is also named second act so how does that integrate with the work you do in your business and how does that help in your work around trainings and workshops with the corporates so like i i was telling you second act is my the mama of all okay but the babies are <laughs> you know there are lots of branches which are coming out uh, the intention is again the same that how can i impact somebody's life so while through second act as a company uh, we are trying to do some corporate retreats some corporate programs i also uh, do a lot of programs supposing uh, you know you need uh, somebody to do a public speaking course so i collaborate with right kind of people example roshan abbas i've done a leadership training with harsha bogle so you know those kind of people and anybody else who has a mastery in their level i also collaborate with such people uh, you know through my second act and bring out those programs on the other hand of course it is coffee beans to create an impact in women and people who have so much going on within them to create a safe space of unburdening sharing caring loving uh, you know and coming together as sisterhood then of course my pink toilet project which i do on crown with sanitation women beautiful empowering program this is my again you know one of my soul heart programs again with the same intention change somebody's trajectory change somebody's life and the podcast was started again with this intention that maybe your story or somebody else's story who's on my guest list comes and says hey i could discover my second act because of this reason why don't you try it and that becomes such a big powerful medium of impact because radio you know reaches far more than anything else we know it it's a channel which you know people subscribe to and it reaches so many people i don't even know who all are listening to whoever needs to be motivated whoever needs a second act but is it does not know how my second act can be discovered there is some story i'm sure he will be able to relate to and that's the intention so beautiful yeah. 
So you've already uh, listed out so many projects that are under your belt, Arjuna, like uh, the Second Act podcast, the trainings and the workshops, Coffee Bean Retreat, Pink Toilets. And I also know uh, there is a, a project, Pedal On. So amongst all of these things, you are immersed in so many things. How do you find the time and energy to prioritize all of those? Because I know, of course, some things might be seasonal, but other are more like ongoing projects. So give us a peep into how do you manage all of that at the back end? So many projects are happening. You know how they say that when you empower people, you become empowered. So I love the art of delegation. Uh, I love uh, working with young teams who have the energy, who have different ideas, who keep telling me, uh, ma'am, why don't we try this today? Ma'am, why don't you dance, uh, you know, under a tree? Maybe that works. <laughs> and I'm willing to do anything, to be honest, oh you know, God. as long as I feel the younger generation has such beautiful insights and I just lean on them. So I have a great team on ground. I work with behind the scenes, you know, people who are doing my social media. I mean, just about everything. I mean, I work with very beautiful people and uh, they help me focus because they take care of so many things. So I just normally align with my team every morning and we decide the tasks of the day. And then we, you know, get, get the work output by the end of the day. And then that's when we feel, okay, this went right, this went wrong. Maybe we should try this again. And then we have our monthly meetings. We have a lot of fun together. It's just that, you know, I just empower everybody. And I, I it's not about like, you know, it's, it, it's about like them able to make a decision as well from my, as long as they know what the impact of second act should be. That's all I keep telling them. Do not forget. The, the tree which is standing, right? We do everything under this tree and don't forget that. And, you know, so I think everything's falling well. Everything's fine. That's lovely. That's lovely. I, lo I loved what you said that empowered people empower others. So yes, beautiful. So uh, let's take another lane of conversation here because uh, this is sales podcast. So uh, would you call yourself being really good at sales because without selling, there is no business that stands. So how was your initial affair with selling and how is it going now? So I came from a very introverted corporate background. You know how it is when you're in the corporate world. There are lots of things that you're not supposed to put out and, you know, you are not that so on social media because also because you're doing so many various things and you're very, very focused about your work. You, you don't have... A, and you're working with brands which are doing what you need to do any which way. So you're not focusing your energies on, you know, putting things out there. But when I came on this side, I understood jo dikta hai, wo bikta hai. And uh, literally, I believe in that now. That whether I like it or I don't, if people will see my work, which I put out, only then they will be able to understand what I'm doing. And um, it's so important to build your own brand. It is so important to voice your values. It is so important to put your work out there so that the world can see. And I have no shame, no qualms. I used to get very intimidated in the beginning. If there was a comment, I don't know what he's thinking of me. And to be honest, um, I have come out of that phase. I really put what I think is right. I put things so that people can relate to it. And I, I see my LinkedIn grow from there. 
people actually associate with me now because they feel i am a real person i'm an authentic person they can relate to me while some might not still but there are so many who i can still impact and i i'm only seeing that right now so i think it is uh, sales is a consequence of your work if you talk about sales quantifying in money yes uh, it is tough it is not easy to get business but i feel that if we have decided that we are not going to you know bounce off this track and um, you know we will maintain consistency in what we are doing and we are determined i, I tell myself every single morning archana datta you have a long way to go and you're not looking back and this power just pulls me back into track let's put it this way so sales will happen i'm not saying that uh, you know sales will not come first the work has to speak on its own so i'm trying to put all my work whatever i do in whatever format it is out there and then leaving it to you know people to align and universe to the power of manifestation is something i believe in totally that's so lovely and i also uh, believe that uh, when you are truly aligned with your purpose whatever you put out in the world is uh, in a way attracting the similar kind of energies the vibe you send out the similar kind of tribe you attract rightly said that it doesn't matter that a uh, few people will not resonate with what you say but many others will so keep doing keep showing up and that's what sales is all about So uh the last thing that I feel always called to uh, ask my guests is that's what's your message to all the women entrepreneurs who are listening to you on is the says how can they fall in love with selling like i was telling you that sales is a consequence of not one thing it is a built up phase it is a power of what you believe in to what you want to actually achieve in life to the power of collaboration to the power of trusting things and people around you to the power of i'm not even saying that you get to know exactly what you are born to do but something will keep falling out and something you will get more focused on and that's what i'm learning in the last one and a half years as well that my focus cannot be on 10 different things but at the same time there are things which i'm aligning to more than before and i think that will decide my trajectory So women who are listening to me I only want to tell you if you feel that you're going down any day there is something which will pick you up so do not lose that focus the silver lining is always there um and just believe in the power i think we women have so much power within us uh, of handling things of handling emotions not only our own emotions but emotions of everybody around us I think yes super women and um that's what it is and we need to just believe in that beautifully said that tap into your emotions and everyone else's and that becomes your superpower in selling actually so lovely great having this conversation with you archana thank you so much for sharing so much about uh, the second act and inspiring people to just uh, get started with whatever is lingering on in their thoughts it's never too late to uh, start your second act and wish you all the very best with it thank you so much for being here and 
that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you found any value in today's episode, then remember to recommend Ace the Sales podcast to at least one of your business buddies. You never know what insight they will get that can help them in their business. So do some good karma today. Finally, a loud shout out and thank you to the production team of Done For You podcast who helped me in bringing this show to you. If you too are looking to start your podcast for the business, get in touch with DFIP from the link given in show notes. Join me in the next episode for yet another conversation that can help you fall in love with selling. Till then, take very good care of yourself. This is your host, Roshni Baronia, signing off.